A leader that I used to work for once described me as a bit cynical at first, but in a good way because I challenge assumptions. However, I've also gotten the feedback that I start from a place of no. And when I think about that, it makes me chuckle a bit because I used to say yes all the time. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. What gets you up in the morning? What drives your decisions? What do you stand for? No idea, not even sure where to start? I use my values to guide my life and career. It's the basis of how I've built boundaries for myself and step to them. Are you ready to dig into what matters to you? Go to thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet. That's thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet to get to your core values and take action on what matters most. Welcome to this week's episode of the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. We've talked in previous podcast episodes about setting boundaries. And if you're doing that, you need to enforce them. And that is the hardest part, enforcing those boundaries. As I keep my boundaries, I find that I need to say no more often. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's podcast episode, saying no. I really like saying no. Is that bad? A leader that I used to work for once described me as a bit cynical at first, but in a good way because I challenge assumptions. However, I've also gotten the feedback that I start from a place of no. And when I think about that, it makes me chuckle a bit because I used to say yes all the time. I'm a people pleaser, so I say yes a lot. The yes would also most likely be accompanied by a, yeah, sure, it's fine. Are you sure they'd ask? Yes, of course, it's fine, I'd say. As if I was trying to convince them that indeed it was fine. Whatever they were asking of me, it was fine, I would do it. But more often than not, it was probably me just trying to convince myself that it was fine that I yet again agreed to something I really didn't want to do. It's fine, I'll be fine but now I can say no. A few things I've recently said no to include, you know, taking on work that I didn't want to do. After I started my own business, I realized the kinds of things that I did want to do versus not, and I've turned down work. I've also said no to rehashing conversations that aren't productive. I've said no to doing work for free and for volunteering at school that I couldn't commit to. But saying no is not an easy thing to do always. Here are some of the reasons I used to not say no. First, I wanted to be liked. So I agreed to do stuff for other people that I didn't want to do. 
I do this at work and in life, volunteering, going to things I didn't want to be at, you know, the list is endless being accommodating to everyone because I'm super flexible. That's how I wanted to be seen. Another reason I used to say no was because I didn't want to seem uncommitted to the thing that I was committed to. This showed up at work the most. I take on lots of work, even though my proverbial plate was full. As they say, I did not have the bandwidth, but I made the bandwidth by not sleeping or not doing other things and working more. Another reason I used to not say no is that I gave into the culture. There are some company cultures that it's very hard to say no. You know, the the customer is always right is an example of this for many service-based companies that have that philosophy. Other company culture things that I would succumb to, FaceTime in the office, a heavy travel schedule, being available for clients on all times of the day or night. I also used to not say no because I did what others expected of me. Oh, ask Laura. I'm sure she'll do that. She's great at that. So give her more of that to do. But as I grew my career, I learned a few ways that worked for me to say no. And now I can't get enough of it. No is a boundary. Today, we'll talk about how not to say no and a few things that have enabled me to say no more often while keeping a culture of open communication and commitment to the team. First, how not to say no. You've probably heard others say no in a way that doesn't show that they care for the team or for the organization or you. Just because someone says no doesn't mean it's a boundary. Sometimes they aren't pulling their weight or they don't think it's their job. So here are a few things of what not to say. That's not in my pay grade. That's not so great because it doesn't show that you care about the person or the outcome. I've been on the receiving end of the, that's not my job. That's not my problem. Again, that doesn't show that you holistically care and it's just kind of rude. I'm too busy. I've heard that a lot. I'm too busy. That's not a badge of honor. It could mean that you are busy working on the wrong things. And guess what? Everybody is busy. Here's another one. I have a doctor appointment and it takes me 45 minutes to get there and I could take the call in the car, but it may not be the best because I can't see the screen. And then I won't be in a place where I can hear you. In this example, it sounds like you're trying to get out of something, but in general, it's just a lot of information. So here are a few things that have worked for me to guide me and to help say no. First, give yourself permission to set and keep your schedule. I'll say that again. Give yourself permission to set and keep your schedule. If you think about it, isn't it funny that at work, people put meetings on your calendar all the time, according to what they need. And you agree to most of them. They're planning your schedule based on their agenda. And you do the same when you're sending out meeting invites too. That's how it works, right? But how many times have you not actually been available when somebody puts that meeting on your calendar? You schedule over stuff, your own work. You probably bend your schedule to meet the needs of others. You probably think, well, I'll do that thing later at night or early tomorrow. Your strategic thinking time that you had scheduled, you schedule over it. That networking event that you had planned on going to, you cancel it. Lunch with a friend or colleague to catch up, you canceled that last minute. You wanted to go, you really did, but you just can't today. Your day got out of control 
and you can't fit it in now. We go out of our way to be accommodating to other schedules, and we are the first ones to break our own schedules. So what is giving yourself permission to set your schedule and keep it look like? It looks like blocking out time for things that are important to you. This is where I go back to my values. How are my values showing up for me? And I schedule them in my calendar. And the hardest part, I keep that commitment to myself. I don't want to go on a tangent, but need to give this caveat. I don't care if you are single, married, have zero kids, have eight kids, are a caregiver for someone, or are early or late in career. You get to keep commitments to yourself. I have a family with kids, but that does not make my time more or less valuable than a colleague that is single without kids. If you have a set boundary, no matter what your life situation is, then it is something that you should keep for yourself. Say someone sent you a meeting request for a time that you have set aside for a boundary that is currently blocked on your calendar. The first thing you need to do, resist the urge to give your time away. You cannot go to this meeting. Here are a few ways to say no and keep your commitment to yourself. You might try, I'm unable to attend this meeting as I have a prior commitment at that time. You know, this works for a workout or a different meeting that's more important. Another way you might say it is, I have a prior commitment at that time. I'm able to have Sandra go in my place as she's a great point person. Another way to do it, I have a prior commitment at that time. Send me the pre-read by Tuesday and I'll provide feedback to you in advance of your meeting. And last, you might try, I have a prior commitment at that time, but I'm available at this time the next day. Another thing that helps me say no is that I know my priorities and I know the organization's priorities and how my goals and my objectives ladder up to those. Do you know your organization's priorities? your team's priorities, and how your goals or objectives ladder up to those. So often we get requests to work on more work. There are so many hours in a day though. If you work more hours then you're deprioritizing something else, most likely you're deprioritizing you. Don't do that. Know your priorities and reprioritize when those competing priorities come in. Competing priorities, basically another thing that's important, but you don't have more time to magically do it. Sometimes we really don't feel like we can say no in these situations, especially when it's a request from a manager or other person of influence. I once said no to a peer working over a holiday weekend. He told me he needed something from me on a Sunday. I told him that I couldn't do that because I wasn't working on that day. He didn't like that. He told me that's not what we do here. I said, well, I'm sorry, I'm not available on this day. I can get it to you, you know, on the the next Monday or Tuesday. Did it damage our relationship? Probably. But did I work over the weekend? No. Did my team? No. Did his? Most likely. Do things like that have repercussions for your team, their workload and the culture of your team? Absolutely. Saying no is a way of upholding a boundary. Did the work have to be done on that day? No, no, it did not. So how do you say no when you don't have enough bandwidth? Have a plan when you need to have the conversation. Go in with a suggestion and figure out what the new thing is against your current workload. Try something like this. 
This week, my priorities are one, two, and three. With this extra project, I won't be able to get everything done. What is the priority? This week, my priorities are one, two, and three. If you'd like me to work on four, I think we should deprioritize number one. We can move it out a week and it will be okay. Another thing you might try. This week, my priorities are one, two, and three. Based on our strategy, where does this new work sit compared to those projects? You could also ask for them to brainstorm on other ways you can achieve your desired outcomes. Another way you might reply to somebody that asks for you to work on a project you just don't have bandwidth for. Can I have further context on this request so that I can align it with my priorities for the week? Otherwise, I can commit to deliver this to you by next Friday. So you need to know your priorities. But what happens when someone asks you to do something that you really want to do, but again, you just don't have the time? Again, what we usually do, the default, is that we squeeze it in anyway, but you don't have the time for it. I had a coaching client once tell me that her boss was giving her visibility with meetings with different stakeholders. And this is a really great thing for her. But the calls were at crazy times of the day and night. She didn't want to miss these calls and miss out of the benefits from them, but she couldn't keep up with it all. She said she couldn't be her best when she was on back-to-back calls all day and then had to be on again at night and these other calls to get visibility. If she got this visibility, then she would potentially have better relationships that could advance her career or get sponsorship in the future. A few things to consider in this situation. What do you have control over? On the days that you have these high visibility calls, how can you not have back-to-back meetings so that you can show up to these extra ones at your best and not exhausted? It could help your career this week. Is declining the meeting more important to ensuring that you're meeting your overall objectives or ensuring that you have family time? Or you could try something like this. I greatly appreciate the opportunity, but I have a prior commitment at that time. Please invite me the next time. No one needs to know that your prior commitment is sleeping or your workout or whatever the case may be. You need to hold your boundary. I was in a training class once and the speaker said, saying no to good ideas is a sign that you are sticking to the strategy. I really, really love that idea that you're not always doing all of the exciting work because again, more work is more work. You do not have more time, even if it is a great idea. If you have a great strategy, that means you have a plan. You can't do everything. If you are following your plan, personal or business, then you are saying no right now to good ideas. You can always put those ideas in the strategy for later. I couldn't leave this episode without giving you a few of my favorite quotes on saying no. One, your procrastination is not my emergency. So no, I'm not going to do that thing you asked me to do because you didn't plan time for it. Number two is from Jen Hatmaker. And I love this one. I heard it at a conference. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. So if I'm not super excited about it, then I'm not going to do it. This is almost like Marie Kondo's idea of items sparking joy. If you're cleaning out your closet, you hold the item. And if it sparks joy, you keep it. If it doesn't, you donate it or get rid of it. So you aren't keeping or doing things that you don't want or don't want to do. And the last one I really like, I saw on a meme recently. No is a complete sentence. 
I love this idea of not having to give a response as to why it is a no. It's just a no, plain and simple. I tend to think that I need to qualify my no's to give the reason for the no. We say yes all the time as a complete sentence. Why do we feel like we have to qualify our no's? No is a complete sentence. So here is your challenge. Say no to something you don't want to do this week or that you don't have the time to do. If you can model these behaviors as a leader, you and your team will get better at prioritizing. You'll stick to your objectives. You'll execute and drive results for the team and the company. You'll also likely have more productive conversations about what the better ideas are to go after and other ways to find efficiencies. You'll also be keeping your commitment to yourself and modeling that for others to do too. You'll be leading with your values to create the culture you want. Remember, your leadership belongs here. You belong in the C-suite. That wraps up today's episode. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. By leaving a review, you are helping others find this content. We will be featuring five-star reviews on air in upcoming episodes. Editing and support for the podcast is done by S&E Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care.